Welcome to our look at 1 John chapter 4 and daily drive time devotions, day 4, verses 17 to 18 today. We've been talking together about how you live this life of love. And we've actually looked at the past and at the present. We've looked at the past and remembered that love comes from God and God showed his love in Jesus Christ, the first two keys to unlocking a life of love. And then we've looked at the present. We love because he first loved us. We live in him. There's two keys in the present. There's also one key in the future when it comes to living this life of love. Five keys. Love comes from God, number one. God showed his love, number two. Number three, we love because he first loved us. Number four, we live in him. But then number five, love gives us confidence in the day of judgment. This is what John talks about in verses 17 to 18, extremely important verses about love. In this way, he writes, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I want you to notice three phrases. Love is made complete, confidence in the day of judgment, and in this world, we are like him. Those three phrases are going to result in something in our lives, something about fear. Three phrases. First, love is made complete. In this way, as I allow God's Spirit through me to love through me, love others, he says, in this way, love is made complete. Other translations translate this, grows more and more, or is being perfected. This is all about how I grow in my love for God. And the more I grow in my love for God, the more confidence I have in my future. The evidence that I am growing in my love for God, John says, is seen in my love for other people. That's how I can see it evidenced in my life. The way I love other people shows me that my love for God is growing. I I can tell myself I have this great growing love for God, but if it's not showing up in the way I love other people, it's not real love. What he's telling us here is that real love grows in your life. In this very strong way that John has of speaking, it could be easy to think that I've got to immediately be perfect in love. That's not what John is talking about when he talks about this life of love. He's talking about growing in a life of love. And yes, sometimes you'll stumble. Yes, sometimes you'll fall. But are you growing in this life of love? Love is made complete as I allow God through his spirit in me to love the people in my life. As I rely on his love in my life instead of relying on my love in my life. Love is made complete. And out of that, the second phrase, I begin to have confidence in the day of judgment. If I'm looking forward to a day someday where I think maybe God might judge me and I might be punished and I might be separated from him forever or for a time, or even if not separated, I might be punished by him. If I have no confidence in my continuing relationship with God for all of eternity, I'm not going to be able to love in my life today. You see, there's something about confidence in the future, a strong foundation of hope in your life that gives you the confidence to love in your life today. Without that confidence, you begin to feel like you've got to build it yourself. And the only way we know to build something ourselves is selfishly. You ever find a truly selfish person, a deeply selfish person? You can know this about them. They don't have any confidence in their life. The more deeply selfish we are, the less confidence we have. We're trying to build ourselves up in front of other people. But when I have confidence, confidence in my relationship with God, and out of that confidence in my relationship with others, I can have a deeper kind of love than I've ever experienced before. And it begins, John says here, 
with this confidence in the day of judgment. In fact, the next phrase he says, because in this world we are like him. God is love. And if I become an unselfish person, I'm not acting like everybody else that I see around me. Everybody's trying to claw their way to the top. They feel like they have to claw their way to the top because they've got no confidence in the future. But I'm not that way. I'm different than the people around me. Why is that? Because I've got confidence in the day of judgment. I've got confidence and hope in the future. And so I've got the strength to live a different way today. I've got the strength to live with hope today. Now, these three phrases, love is made complete, confidence in the day of judgment. In this world, we are like him. They all lead to one thing. Verse 18, there is no fear in love. The word for fear here is the Greek word phobos. It's the kind of fear that makes you want to run away. It's terror. It's fright. And there are a lot of people who want to run away from God. They want to get as far away from God as possible because they're afraid of God. They're afraid of God's judgment. They're afraid of God looking over their shoulder and saying, you can't do that. Or if you do that, I'm going to get you in all of eternity. In fact, we all feel this way about God before we get to know him. We don't want to have any part of God in our lives because we're afraid of his judgment. But here's what happens when you become a believer, when you begin to follow Jesus Christ. You lose your fear. Romans 8.15 talks about it. It says, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received a spirit of sonship. And by that we cry, Abba, Father. You're a child of God. There is no fear in love. Now somebody on our research team asked this great question. Since perfect love casts out fear, why are so many people afraid? So many believers afraid. Afraid of what might happen to their loved ones, afraid of illness, afraid of the sin in the world, afraid to die. How can we combat fears when they arrive? What's some good practical advice on dealing with the worries and the fears in this world? That's a great question. And John gives us an in-depth answer here. He tells us there is no fear in love, but then he says this, perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. If you understand that phrase, if you get a hold of that truth, the anxieties in your life will drop away. Perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. That verse reminds us that God is not out to punish us. God is not out to punish you. You can have confidence in your relationship with him as you look towards eternity. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Here's the bottom line. You'll never reduce the anxieties and worries in your life by dealing with them one worry, one anxiety at a time. You'll never get there that way. You look at your anxiety about your children or your anxiety about your job or your anxiety about the future, the anxiety about the unknown in your life. And you begin to try to deal with that one anxiety and figure out how you could make it better and how even if it's worse, it'll be okay. It just makes you more anxious. Have you noticed that? The more you focus on an anxiety, the more anxious you become. There's just too much to worry about in your worries. But before you can deal with your anxiety, listen. This is the crucial point that John is making here. Before you can deal with your anxieties, you must first deal with your fear. You must first know that God loves you no matter what. No matter what comes in your life, no matter what happens in your life, through your relationship with Jesus Christ, God loves you no matter what. Perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. 
I know that I'm not looking forward to an eternity of punishment or a moment of punishment. I'm looking forward to an eternity of joy. Now, before we close this, let me just deal with one thing. What about something called the fear of the Lord in the Old Testament? You see this several times in Psalms. What what about that? Well, that's not about being afraid of judgment. That phrase, the fear of the Lord, is about respecting God's person and power. The fear of the Lord, Psalms and Proverbs tells us, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord results in no fear in your heart because you have confidence in your relationship with him. You see, these verses are telling us that if I want to love the other people in my life, that I've got to recognize that I have a relationship with God that extends from now into eternity that's a no fear, no punishment, no condemnation relationship. And once I recognize that, I'm not afraid anymore. And once I'm not afraid anymore, I'm free to love the other people in my life. I'm free to drop the mask of selfishness. As long as the fear is there, the mask is going to be there. The selfishness is going to be there. Once the fear is dropped, the mask drops, the selfishness drops, the anxieties begin to drop away. There is no fear in love. Let's talk for just a moment to this God who loves us so deeply. Our Father, we thank you. we, We can't believe it. It's beyond our belief that you would love us so completely, so wonderfully in Jesus Christ. And so you see us, you know our hearts. We, we try to bring the fear back in. We, we forget that you've said there is no condemnation, that you've said there is no punishment. Lord, as we come to you right now, we ask that through your spirit within us, you'd remind us that you are our Father and that we can trust these words. We can trust you as our Father. And we pray together that through that trust, that the anxieties and the fears would begin to drop away and in their place would be love, love for you and love for others. God, do something in our lives through our trust in you that can happen no other way. Make us people of love. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're gonna remind ourselves of the power of this chapter as we look at verses 19 to 21 in 1 John chapter four. (laughs) 